where we talk all things recruiting, hiring, business, and entrepreneurship. Today, I have Carla Titus with me. Carla is a finance expert with over 15 years of combined corporate financial planning and analysis, strategy, and online business experience. She provides fractional CFO services and financial consulting to business owners looking to grow their business. So welcome, Carla. Thank you for having me, Caroline. So I'd love to hear the story behind how you became a fractional CFO. Yeah, well, that one is very interesting and it goes years back. Uh, I'll say I started my uh, career uh, having my finance undergrad degree and really love money and numbers. I was good at numbers, so that came very natural. And also I had a mom who was an accountant, so I knew I didn't want to be an accountant, but I knew I wanted to be in business. So that kind of worked out for me to go into finance. And then um, 11 years of corporate finance experience, I really wanted to decide between going and getting my MBA or going to have what I call my real life MBA by putting my skills to the test with real businesses and see if it translated to actual results and profitability for the businesses we were going to be helping and consulting for. So I decided to do that instead, which was much more challenging and I think a lot more fun also to learn how, you know, small businesses, what are the needs and how the tools that we have from corporate can apply to small business and what they really care about and what matters, which is growing profits, having cash in the bank and paying themselves so that they can build personal wealth being our top priorities for the people that we work with and help in bringing those results, you know, to be managed and control and monitor and performing at the level we need and require for everyone to have a long lasting profitable business. And I think that was, um, it's been five years since we started doing that work and it's been amazing the kind of results we've been able to get, you know, clients and like the support we provided. And it's such a needed but not seek the role of being a fractional CFO because you think about your bookkeeping team and your accountant maybe providing you some support financially or from on the accounting side. But what's missing is that forward looking and that is what we focus on, on proactive planning, helping the business create the path that they want to see their business go into and also execute to those goals so that we make sure we know we are on track and not deviating away from the plan. So... How can companies financially plan when they are deciding whether or not they can hire somebody? Yeah, so I think there's a lot of pieces that go into this puzzle that we like to help our clients, you know, work through. Um, but if you're listening and you're like, okay, I want to start doing this for my company, what are the, f- the few things you need to start working through? Is first, you need to really go understand what is your cash flow. You know, how much cash do you have in the bank before you start hiring? Because what people don't tell you is that hiring is expensive. Scaling a company is expensive. And it really hits your profits if you're not prepared. So having the right amount of cash in the bank before you get started is going to be key so that you don't run out of cash before your hires are up and running, fully producing the results you expect them, which, by the way, doesn't happen day one. It tends to be a ramp-up period of two to three months before you start to see them fully contributing. And if you don't understand the timeline, you're going to see yourself frustrated and also spending a lot of money you don't have and having to get, you know, borrow money or get money from somewhere to be able to afford that period. And I think that there's so many overlooked costs when hiring people that I don't think we talk about often. And that is, do they need a laptop? 
does your subscription level for that person go up to the next level and now you're being charged twice as much for that subscription whatever software that is because you brought in person number 10 <laughs> and making sure you understand what are those hidden costs right that are not really hidden you know what they are just thinking through them and building them into a plan of okay i'm gonna put all this cash out there maybe recruiting fees maybe it's like job posting fees even right we're not thinking about those things but those add up and then building that into your plan for the timeline and when you need to hire and then preparing yourself financially ahead of time so this is not a surprise and you know you can afford some of those costs of bringing people on and then what is your onboarding plan that takes time and effort you got to train people and if you're not training them you're training them maybe on the way that you do things maybe that an experienced hire that still takes time and bandwidth for your team or yourself to get them ready and performing so don't overlook that time because time is money and we want to manage it the same way that we manage our cash resources. So you need time, cash, and a timeline to understand how and when would you bring that next hire. And if you're making these decisions blindly without looking at your numbers, there could be some unintended consequences that you'd later deal with. And I'm telling you now that when people get into that space and they want money and access to capital to afford this, it's a little too late because banks don't want to let you borrow money when you need it they want to give you money when you don't need it when you have a plan ahead of time and you can walk them through how you're going to pay them back so just kind of keep it in mind as you're looking to your plan what are some of those needs how do companies and business owners small business owners how do they know looking at the cash flow if they can afford to hire so we always recommend that you keep you know two three months of expenses in your savings account, checking account, wherever you put the money aside to cover that. Because you never know when things will change. Maybe there's a period where you are not getting the you know qualified leads or clients that you expected. You still got to pay yourself and got to pay your team. And I see too often where business owners are taking a pay cut or not paying themselves so they can pay their team, which is very noble. But we want all of you to get paid. You work too hard for this. And you know if you're not getting that paycheck, it could be very demotivating, especially during that time period. So make sure you have that runway so that you're feeling good. If you're going to start to hire on scale, you need an additional fund for hiring activities. And that could be maybe two, three months of someone's salary, whoever you're bringing on. So again, you allow them time to start performing and bringing the money back that you invested in them. Um, and you know, if you're going to hire more than one person, then multiply that by the time of people that you're bringing and when you're bringing them on. Uh, make sure you space those out. If you haven't thought of that, you know, maybe you delay a hire if you don't have the cash available or you don't feel secure. Maybe you do go get the line of credit and have the bank finance that growth of your company by getting those funds, you know, allocated towards that growth and hiring that you're expecting to do. But you need to have a really clear picture on timeline and the story so that the banks will be like, yeah, that makes sense. And we will finance that growth that you're expecting because we know the outcomes that are on the other side. And that doesn't happen by accident. It happens with a clear financial plan. Um, so making sure you have that cash available before you start doing those hiring activities is going to be key to not find yourself in a bind. Wentz, would you suggest that employers hire on employees as a W-2 or doing the contractor route and doing 1099 employees? Yeah, that's a great question. We get asked that a lot. And I think it's going to, the answer is going to depend on the type of business you have and the model that you're trying to achieve. So where I want to be very clear is that there's a very clear distinction between a W-2 and a 1099 and how you treat them and the expectations you have of those employees or contractors on how they get to dictate their time, when they do work, 
how they do work. And if you're in the gray area on what a contractor is versus an employee, you should consult your attorney or you should consult with someone who can guide you on the differences and make sure you're compliant because that's number one. As business owners, we want to get away from risk. And by being compliant, we're minimizing that risk. Now, I have some business owners that love to throttle the line and you know that's that's your choice. You get to decide on that risk, but just know that it might come back later and it will be expensive. So just making sure you're clear on what it is. And if you know the role does merit a 1099 contracted, then sure you can hire that way because you're not dictating their hours or you know how they're working or when they're delivering things. You know, there's obviously an agreement on when you expect things to be done, but you're not saying tomorrow you gotta work from eight to five for me and deliver these things, like that doesn't work, right? So that's more of an employee model. And then think about, does your business need an employee? Does it need it full-time? Does it need it part-time? Does it even need a quarter-time employee? Like, I think sometimes we get so fixated when we're scaling the business that we have to bring a full-time employee right away, pay all the benefits, all the payroll taxes and everything that comes with it. And what the business really needs is just someone to start taking on some work off our plate. Maybe it's 10 hours a week, maybe it's 20 hours a week. There's people out there that are looking for that type of work that don't want to be full-time. And so start to think about what are the needs of the business and what are the roles that will help fill those needs and when, and what is the cost for all of that? Um, and sometimes we, you know, we've helped clients hire several part-time positions because we thought the variety was better than having one full-time person doing all the work and it worked better for us. Um, so it's depending on the business needs that's going to tell you what are the positions and then what type of position do you want to bring on based on what needs to happen and when. I, lo- I love your creative approach because you're right. It's not one size fits all and just kind of looking at it from, and you're right. There are people out there that just want to work 10 hours a week or that just want to do, you know, virtual support for 20 hours or there's a lot of fractional options out there these days, which is really nice. I think people are more open to that lifestyle than they were before, especially now after, you know, having gone through challenging times, people are reassessing their needs and like what's important to them. And then if we can provide them roles that meet that, why not get creative? It doesn't have to be the full-time 100% benefits for people to want to work for you as you're growing and scaling. Maybe they can grow with you too, because it might be in a different season of life where they want to work more longer term. And then you can have that conversation. So what are the downsides of not actively planning on hiring expenses when you are scaling your business? So we see often, we talked about running out of cash. That's a real thing. <laughs> People get into this hiring, you know, faces and they forget that it's going to drain their bank account to a point where they just can't, you know, pay themselves anymore. Again, it'll always be the owner that first starts to, you know, give away their pay or that, you know, takes a step back on how much they're paying themselves to fund everyone else. Cause they're like, well, one day, you know, this will be big enough that I'll be bringing all the profits. And what I find often is that if we don't have that discipline of paying ourselves and that, you know, instated into the plan, it's really hard later to try to add it back in because we just get used to not doing it. So it's really about keeping those habits and being able to be prepared with that cash flow runway that we need and it's necessary to scale a business because it takes money to grow. (laughs) And also keeping an eye on profitability and knowing, okay, well, for the next three to six months, our profits might not look great, but then come second half of the year, they'll look amazing because now we have a plan of how these people are going to start producing for us. 
Um, the other downfall is like you start to bring people that you don't need. And that's a big one. Like I see that people are just bringing people for the sake of people because they're like, we need bodies to do work. And they don't even know what work. They're like, don't have a job description. They just went ahead and like put up a job ad. I don't know even, I don't even know how, right? And did not define what are the roles or needs of the business. They just said, well, we just need someone to do marketing. Oh, we just need someone to do, you know, client fulfillment. And we just need someone to, I don't know, you know, fill in the blank. And they forgot to say, and this person's responsibilities are, right? And if you think about it, taking a step back to do that work, first of all, it's not easy. I know you're busy running your business. You're already doing a million things. The last thing you want to do is sit down and write a job description. But if you don't, then you might end up hiring the wrong person. And guess what? Three months later, you'll realize that and you'll have to let them go and find the right person. So you're back to doing all that work for nothing. You've already invested time and effort. You pay for those hiring fees. You pay for the laptop. You did all the setup. And now you wasted time and money on someone who wasn't the right fit for where you're going. And so if you don't you don't have clarity on your goals. If you don't know where your company needs to be in the next six months to a year, I encourage you to take the time, set aside one hour. Like it doesn't have to be this, you know, whole day or you dedicate to your planning your business, but just one hour to think about what are the gaps that we have, both skill set and experience that we need to fill. Who's going to take what workload? It's a shifting from one person to another because we're bringing on a different role. Are we increasing the hours of our existing people? I think sometimes we go too fast to hiring. When we haven't had a conversation with our existing team on, would you take on more responsibilities if we paid you more? Maybe that's a starting point, but you don't know that until you go through the job description and decide what are you missing. And then if the team won't be able to do that fulfillment or there's a gap there and they're not willing to fill it because they're like, we're happy where we're at. We're working enough hours. Then you go to hiring a different team member and the timing of when you're going to hire, it's going to be an important aspect of planning so that you don't feel like, you're reacting to everything that's happening in your business that you've thought strategically and have planned ahead of time on where you're going and how you're going to achieve it by bringing the right people and putting them in the bus in the right seats. And that's huge when it comes to running a successful company. And to add to the job description too, when you put that together and actually have clarity on what you're looking for, you are also setting up expectations for your next hire. So they know what's expected of them and there's no gray area there. Exactly. Because people don't want to come do a job and then be surprised or have no clarity on, okay, I'm here and what am I doing again? Um, (laughs) They need to have a good sense of not just, you know, what the role is, but also what their day-to-day might look like. Because if they're not the right fit for that, you want to know now in the hiring process versus when you've already brought them on and they're like, yeah, this is not going to work for me. And then they leave. And that's just like such a waste of time and effort, right? We know you're busy. The last thing you need is someone less than ideal coming in and realizing they're not the right fit for the company. Definitely. So what steps can business owners take to demystify their numbers and make informed financial decisions? It all starts by looking at your numbers, which I think sounds so simple yet I would guarantee that 90% of people are not looking at them because one, they're too busy. There's too many demands of their time. There's other things they'd rather be doing, especially if you're not a numbers person. I get this a lot. Well, I don't really like the numbers. I'm not a numbers person, right? And the success of your business is hinge upon you reviewing the data on what's actually happening in your business. You will be a much more likely successful CFO or CEO and business owner if you start to look at your data. And that's in general, not just like the financial numbers, but just data in general that's available in your business. 
what is working, what is not working. Did we make money this month? If you can't answer those questions, then you're going to find yourself in the grind of working harder, thinking, well, I'll just add more people to the team. And then realize that you're not able to be profitable and you're just making that problem magnify because you're not fixing the root cause of what's actually causing your problems around profitability. And that is healthy margins, making sure you have the right cost structure to the right growth goals that you have for the business. And if you're not hitting them, guess what? You should probably know that by looking at your numbers of what happened the previous month. Now, that's just a starting point, right? And there's four critical numbers I want you to look at. So if you're like, oh, I'm overwhelmed, I don't know what to look at. Start with what was my revenue? If you have a service-based business or cost-of-goods sold business, you'll have cost-of-goods sold or cost of services. This is the people that it takes to deliver the revenue and earn those sales for you and, and deliver on the client work. Then you'll have operating expenses could be like rent, utility, software, anything that goes into running the business, even your pay. And then you have profit or hopefully profit, not a loss, but sometimes that happens. So you do have a loss and you had no idea that had happened. And then you start to ask more questions and you look into the data deeper to find out what happened, what went wrong. Maybe you're spending more than you're making. Maybe you made some intentional investment one-time things that will not show up again. So that's okay. You know, that month wasn't going to be great. Maybe you're sales goal, revenue goal is too low and you need to increase it because you brought on more people and then you forgot to adjust for that. So your numbers at that level will tell you what's happening. Now, if you want to get better at this, then you start to proactively plan out what your numbers need to be or look like. And that's where, you know, the support of a CFO might come in handy if you've never done that before. And you're like, what should my numbers be? Like, what can my goals be? And how does it all connect together into a comprehensive financial plan um, where all the pieces are working together to get you to that next goal, especially when it comes time to hiring, right? Because a lot will change. Your cost structure will change. Your revenue goals ideally will change with that too. And your margins and profitability will shift accordingly. So looking at that and planning ahead becomes kind of the next step. But if you haven't even gone into looking at your numbers, let's just start there because that's a simple actionable thing. I want you to go look, pull your profit and loss statement for last month and year to date and tell me, what do you see? What is happening? Are you happy with those results? And if you're not, now it's time to make changes so that the end of the year looks better. And also next year, you know exactly what you don't want to do more of. Literally look at your expenses line by line and be like, is this necessary? Am I benefiting enough from spending money in this area? And is it time to change? Um, and if no one is doing that work with you, I can understand that could be a little overwhelming. And that is exactly what we do for you know, people to help them get some clarity. But I think it's something everyone can do. It's accessible. It's easy. If you have accounting software like QuickBooks or anything like that, just pull the reports and look at them. Like just step one. Surprising how many people don't look at the data to tell the story. And you're right, they'll just go out and hire somebody and they'll think that that's going to solve their problems, but it's really can go deeper than that. Yeah. And well, we do definitely help you understand what's happening with your numbers and your business. Ultimately, the decisions that make that change, we can brainstorm with you on to, you know, what are some challenges? How do we overcome them? What are some things we need to change to make sure the numbers are looking better? But you don't get to just delegate that out to your CFO. Like you partner with a CFO to make those decisions and maybe brainstorm what could be good ideas. Um, but you still have to come up with the ideas and make the changes necessary. You still are responsible for executing on those plans. No one is coming to save you. You got to save yourself. So you got to do the work. You got to go think strategically. You got to 
review what is work. Like if you go look at your data and you see that April was your biggest month in revenue, what did you do in April? Let's do it again. Like sometimes we try to reinvent the wheel and make business harder than it needs to be, but because it's, we're not looking at the data, so it's not telling us what's working. Right. And so when we pair that with, oh, in April, we had a great marketing campaign around this, this and that. Can you do that again? Yes. Wonderful. When do we want to plan to do that for? Oh, October sounds like a great month. Let's start now and plan it out two months ahead to make sure that things are on track to do that one more time. I know that the results won't be guaranteed, but at least you'll know what's working and you'll try it again and maybe it works again. And next time we double down or 10x down on that effort instead of you trying to try 20 different things that are not working. But a lot of entrepreneurship is just trial and error, right? You want to try and see if it works, but you got to measure that result. And that is in your numbers. It'll tell you, oh, it did work, by the way. Do more of that. Or it didn't. And like, we might not want to keep investing in that one area. <laughs> We've been pouring all of our money to with hope that it would work. And it's still not yielding results. So just something also to be mindful of, of let go of the things that are not working. Try something else. That's great advice. So as we wrap up, how can our listeners find you? Yeah, so they can reach us at wealthworthwithin.com. Um, we have a monthly newsletter we sent out for anyone that signs up for that. And we have some free resources to share with you when you sign up as well. Um, we love to educate and empower business owners to really get you know, passionate about their business finance and start controlling them so they can make more money and you know, build the business that they really want to have uh, paying them and making them more profit. And then if you're ready to hire a fractional CFO, you're welcome to book a free uh, consultation call on our website. Uh, we'd love to talk to you about, you know, are we the right fit? Um, are you at the stage where, you know, you're ready to hire a fractional CFO? And if not, we can point you to the right resources um, if that's not the time yet. And then if you want to hear more about us and the education that we offer for free, feel free to follow us on social media at Wealth Worth Within. We put up a lot of educational content, videos around different topics, managing margins, profitability, paying yourself, all the things that are important in business that I don't think a lot of people are talking about, um, you know, especially the focus on profit versus revenue, which is another one <laughs> that I'm very passionate about. So all that matters is what is left after you pay your taxes and you pay yourself. If you have nothing left, we have a problem. We don't care how much you're making in revenue if you can't keep any of it. So go check us out there. We would love to see you follow us and share with us what are some of your challenges and how we might be able to support you and put some more free content out to address those. Thanks, Carla. Thank you so much for having me. 